Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Efrat Tan, and I'm from Fox Chase Cancer Center. I'll be talking about novel therapies for Energy One fusion tumors. Neregulin is a ligand that binds to the HER3 receptor and promotes dimerization of HER2 and HER3 receptor, and by that, downstream signaling activation of the PI3 kinase AKT and mTOR pathways. In patients that have NRG1 fusion, we see this pathway overactivated, resulting in constant downstream signaling and tumor growth and proliferation. And therefore, targeted treatments that focus on this pathway need to block HER2, HER3 dimerization, as well as the binding site for NRG1 at the HER3 receptor. I'll be talking about three such agents that are under development or already available for use. The first agent is afatinib. And as you can see on the diagram, afatinib is a small molecule. It's a HER3 kinase inhibitor that causes an irreversible inhibition of this tyrosine kinase. And multiple case reports have been published demonstrating significant activity and impressive responses in patients with NRG1 fusions. In the images, you can see two patients with pancreatic cancer that had a nice response to afatinib after a few weeks of therapy, and at the bottom, a graph that shows a nice decrease in CA99 level following the use of afatinib. And here is a long list of reports showing activity of afatinib in various tumor types, all harboring the NRG1 fusion with various different partners. The next agent is xenocatuzumab. Xenocatuzumab, or for short, xeno, is a bispecific humanized IgG1 antibody that has a novel action in which it docks on the HER2 receptor as well as block the NRG1 binding site on the HER3 receptor. By doing that, we prevent dimerization of HER2 and HER3 and downstream signaling. Xenocatuzumab has been published in multiple case reports, and the first one here is of a patient with pancreatic cancer. You can see patient received prior chemotherapy and then had a very nice response over 19 months with a PR using xenocatuzumab. The next case report published is of patients with non-small cell lung cancer who had received multiple prior lines of therapies with chemotherapy and immunotherapy, ultimately was placed on xenocatuzumab with a nice PR of seven months, both patients, of course, with NRG1 fusion. At ASCO this year, we heard the presentation of a global phase 1-2 clinical trial using xenocatuzumab in various tumor types harboring the NRG1 fusion. And here's the waterfall plot. You can see here a significant response seen in multiple patients with mostly uh, partial responses and stable diseases. But overall, the response rate was 34% for all tumor types, 42% for pancreatic cancers, and 35% for non-small cell lung cancer. All of these responses were seen regardless of the NRG1 partners. Of total, there were about 26 partners that were reported in this study, and the responses were seen across the board. In addition, in terms of tolerability, xenocatuzumab was very well tolerated with a very low discontinuation rate and no safety concerns that were raised. There was some GI toxicity, skin toxicity, mostly mild, and no cardiac toxicity was seen. 
The last agent I want to discuss is serebantamab. Serebantamab is a fully human immunoglobulin monoclonal antibody against HER3. And it does two main things. First of all, it competes with NRG1 on the binding site of HER3. And two, it inhibits the dimerization and phosphorylation of HER3 and other receptors in this family. By that, we inhibit downstream signaling of PI3 kinase, AKT, MAP kinase, and ERK pathways, and decrease tumor growth and proliferation. At ASCO this year, we heard the presentation of the Crestone study. This is a phase two trial using an anti-HER3 antibody serebantamab in solid tumors with NRG1 fusions. The study has three cohorts, but the main one is cohort one, which includes patients who have not seen any NRG1 targeted therapies. At ASCO, we heard the report of 15 evaluable patients for response and 35 evaluable patients for safety. And here's the waterfall plot for the patients who are valuable for response. These were mostly non-small cell lung cancer patients. And as you can see, two patients actually had CR in this trial. Overall, there was a 33% overall response rate. And in non-small cell lung cancer, 36%. In addition, the disease control rate, as was rated by the investigator, was 92%. Of note, serebantamab was, again, very well tolerated, mostly grade 1 or 2 adverse events, and no treatment discontinuation was noted. And here are two case reports presented with serebantamab. These are two patients with non-small cell lung cancer, both with multiple prior lines of therapy. And as you can see, one patient had a PR and the second patient had a CR, both for quite a long time and had a significant response to treatment with serebantamab. In summary, I think we can see that there is significant evidence showing that novel agents are available either under investigation or available for use for targeting tumors that harbor the NRG1 fusion. We can see that all of these treatments can provide clinical benefits, some of them with very durable responses, as well as they're all very well tolerated with limited adverse events. I think this confirms the need for routine testing that is necessary for identification of patients who are candidates for these treatment approaches and can benefit from them. I thank you for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com CME. Thank you for listening.